Halleluja. Uh. Halleluja. <laughs> I'm going to try my best to... <laughs> to Okay. To compose myself um, after that to teach, because I actually got some good stuff to teach. Uh, but you know, when the spirit of God moves like that, you just go with it, and uh, you dive in. And that was that was quite something. I haven't laughed like that in the Holy Spirit. <laughs> it's, I'm not quite finished. It's still there. It's uh, it's definitely a laugh still ready to go. But I'm going to do my best to teach. But if I just suddenly burst out laughing, it's all right. God's good. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank God for being with people who just want to dive in and go. You know, you just go wherever God wants you to go when you're in your meeting. Amen. No agenda. And that's the way we're trying to do worship at the moment. No agenda. You just go with it. That's why I said at the start, we minister to the Lord. You dive in, you go, and we just go wherever he takes us. And that was just, that was beautiful. That really was. But, uh, it's all right, if you want to laugh still, that, that, that's fine by me. Might set us off, but hey, we can have a jovial time in the Lord, can't we? Joy of the Lord's your strength, amen? And uh, kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy. Tell you one thing, I have had the most incredible peace of God in my life over this last week. I'm like floating in clouds of peace. It's been incredible, absolutely incredible. You know, you know that scripture, it's scriptures that have become so real to me in recent times. You know, one of them is where it talks about the peace of God will guard your heart and your mind. Yeah. That's not a manufactured thing. That's not you trying to put that on and I'm trying to get into peace. It's the peace of God comes upon you, becomes a guard, a shield. And the other one that, that, that just hit me so hard this, this week, and I was like, I feel like that. Was the one in Psalm 91 where I can't, it's not a direct quote, where it talks about when you, you know, the Lord is my refuge and it says he'll cover you with his feathers or with his wings. Yeah. And it's like he, he just wraps you around with his feathers or his wings, however you want to translate that. And it becomes just this shield around you of peace. And I felt like I'd just been walking in that place this week. You know, it's just been incredible. And now some joy as well. That was wonderful. But, uh, I might need to blow my nose. We'll see how it goes after <laughs> laughing like that. But uh, yeah, there is some tissues there. Let's let's go to Isaiah forty-eight. Now I'm going to continue on with. <laughs> You're waving a tissue for me. Okay, you'll have to excuse excuse me on the uh, recording here. But. Uh, what happened before we started streaming and recording was just amazing. God just touched. And we're still kind of recovering from that. But anyway, Isaiah 48, 18. I'm going to continue on. Yeah, that started ages ago. Isaiah 48. I gotta do this again, hold on. <laughs> yeah. Someone someone probably just turned the live stream off and thought they think they're in church and that's how they're acting. Yeah, of course, come on. We need some more of it. <laughs> right, let's try to do this. Let's try to do this. Isaiah 48, 18. Now, I've been, I've been talking about wisdom, 
And in the last few weeks, what we've seen is the, the two truths that I've emphasized, and I'm going to build on this today. First of all, the wise listen. The wise listen. Uh, specifically, listen to the Lord, not other things. Okay? Because if you listen to other things, you're going to end up going off track. And uh, you need to learn to distinguish what's Him and what's not Him. Not everything that goes on inside of you, not, not all your desires and, and feelings and everything, not every word that comes to your mind or whatever is the Lord. You've got to learn to distinguish. And many Christians have no idea how to distinguish what is God saying to them. This is why many of them are not being led. And, um, and, and, and they're, they're just, anyway, I, I could go right down that whole track. And there's a lot right now that I want to talk, say about that, but it's not, I don't think it's quite the right for today's session, but we might have to come back to it at some point. But um, the second thing is I've talked about the wise pay attention. So you listen, and then you don't just discard and move on. You pay attention to what he said. And the, this is vital. I am convinced that this is... I don't know. I would certainly say one of the most important. I might even say the most important thing in your Christian life. Someone says, well, I think doing the word's most important. You won't do the word if you're not listening and paying attention. Someone says, I think faith is the most important. Hey, I believe in faith. You won't walk in faith without hearing and listening. Faith comes by hearing and listening. Okay? You've got to be a listener and a pay attentioner. <laughs> right? Someone says, I think walking in love is the most important thing. You ain't going to walk in love if you ain't listening. Yeah. Amen? There's not an area of the Christian life you aren't going to do if you aren't listening to him, listening to his word and listening to his spirit on the inside of you. This, this is so key, so central. Do you know that if you listen and if you're paying attention to to him, he'll even show you things you don't yet know about the word. He'll lead you to do something. Maybe a year or two later, he'll hear someone teaching the word. <laughs> this is just heaven. <laughs> How did that suddenly go on? Maybe it's the angel you saw. Maybe he's gone and hang out and put some praise and worship on in the next room. For those of you watching, this is a little bit of a different meeting today. We just had praise and worship suddenly starts in the next room on recording. I don't know how that happened. Anyway, <coughs> this is going to be a good service, isn't it? <laughs> okay, all right. So that was set off. Okay, well, anyway, it was still funny. What was I saying? Um yeah, listen, there was something specific I was going to say before you distract him. You see, that's the example of a distraction right there. And you forget. What you, sorry? It's key and central. Okay? You're not going to walk out the, what God's got for you. You're not going to live in. Do you know that there, there are so many people that want, it, they, they want, you know, good things in life. And they say, well, you know, God gives you your desires. And, but you know what? If you follow your desires, you can miss his path. He can give you your desires, but follow him. If you're following your desires all the time, you can end up in the wrong place. Do you know the enemy can stir your desires? The enemy can dangle things in front of you that tempt your desires and cause you to make the wrong choices to follow after something that, 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 that you think, oh, well, it must be God, it's my desires. You can end up right on the wrong path. I'm going to talk more about that in just a minute. We're going to see the wise listen, the wise, wise pay attention. Today we're going to build on that and we're going to talk about how the wise walk on God's path and the wise recognize that the path that he is speaking and he is leading you onto is the best path for you. 
okay? Even if it doesn't look like it. Now stick with me, I've got a lot to say about this, but let's read Isaiah 48, and we're going to go into Proverbs because there's a lot of this in Proverbs, the book of wisdom. Isaiah 48, verse 17 says, Thus says the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, I am the Lord your God, who teaches you to profit, who leads you by the way you should go. Uh, oh, that you had heeded my commandments. Do you see that? Heeded? Uh, in fact, I think the, the NIV says paid attention. This is what we're talking about, isn't it? What is, what, this is the heart cry of God. Oh, that you had paid attention. Paid attention to what? His commandments, what he was saying. And he, he's just been talking about he teaches you, he leads you. And in fact, the NIV talks about directs you in the way you should go. And then he says, oh, that you had paid attention. Okay, now, we're going to come back to that in a minute, but let me just read the last bit. If only you had heeded my commandments, then your peace would have been like a river. Anyone heard the song, peace like a river? I don't know if there's other scriptures that talk about peace like a river. I didn't look, about, look, look it up. There probably are. But in this one, it says, then your peace would have been like a river. Is he saying their peace is like a river or is he saying it's not like a river? It could have been. This is God's people and yet they don't have peace like a river, do they? Why not? Oh, that you had heeded, paid attention to what I was saying. And because you didn't, you don't have the peace like a river. Is peace like a river automatic for the people of God? No. no. Like, you can claim peace like a river all you want while not paying attention to what he says, while not listening to what he's saying to you. When he's saying that there's the path and you're thinking, no, I don't want that path, I want that path. But Lord, give me peace like a river in my life. Now notice the second thing. And your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Or, 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 or the NIV says, your peace would have been like a river, your well-being like the waves of the sea. I don't know about you. I was talking about to, to someone just in the last few days about the ocean and how much, you know, just beautiful being by the sea. And I was thinking to myself, you know, I don't know about you. There's a feeling you get on the inside of you when, you, when you're by the ocean. There's something about it. Even rough water, even stormy water, you know, even you can be standing a bit, but especially on a nice day and you're watching the waves and there's a sense of peace and well-being and just wow. You can be under pain and pressure and all kinds of things. This is what he's describing. Your well-being, your peace, you would have had that sense on the inside of just like you standing watching the waves and your life is just like this, like I'm by the ocean all the time. You don't have to be by the ocean to feel like this because you can get it from God when you pay attention and listen. Many Christians are doing without this. They're not experiencing this. You know, human beings are, spend a lot of their lives searching for this on the inside. One of the biggest things people search for is just that sense of well-being and peace and happiness. And they, some people go and look for it in alcohol and drugs. Some people look for it in just, you know, whatever, wild living and going crazy and running after one person, then another, then another, then another. People have all kinds of ways looking for this. And they think, well, I'm not going to, there is only one place you're going to find this. And this is real. This is not fiction. It is in heeding the Lord and what he is saying. You ain't finding it anywhere else. 
The quicker you come to that conclusion, the quicker you come to that realization, the better your life's going to go. You can take 20 years to come to that realization and search for this all over the place. You might find it temporarily in some places and think, oh, I found it. You'll find out soon after it ain't it. it, ain't it. I'm going to tell you something about the enemy's path for your life in just a moment, but I'll throw out this. The enemy will dangle a path in front of you, but you know what? When he does, it doesn't look like the enemy's path. Do you think if it was obvious that it was the enemy's path, when he tries to throw some choices in front of you and God gives you this path and the enemy throws this, do you think if the enemy would make it look like, oh, you don't want to go down that path, it looks like the enemy's path. No, he dangles, he makes it appealing, he makes it look easy, he makes it look interesting, and he uses your desires to get you on his path. That's why if you follow your desires, you're going to end up on the wrong path. Mm -hmm. yeah. He uses your desires. Mm -hmm. He uses what you want. To get you onto his path. We've got to be a people who heed and pay attention to the Lord. Let me tell you something about God's path. I'm going to elaborate on this in just a minute. But God's path is the best. It is the best. But it doesn't necessarily look like the best when he leads you onto it. The enemy's path looks like the best but it ain't the best. That's why if you're following your desires, you're following what you want, you're not listening to the Lord, you're steaming ahead, you're pushing forward, you're going to end up on the wrong path. Christian, Christian, we've got to come to the place. We've got to begin to realize the, the priority of listening and paying attention and heeding. That's why I stuck on this and just do one teaching. This is far more important than we realize. Okay? Notice what he says about, he, he, he says it in Isaiah, and I'll show you some other scriptures. In verse 17, he says, I, I'm the Lord God who teaches you to profit, who leads you in the way you should go. And the NIV says, <coughs> who teaches you what is best for you. Do you know this? He knows what is best for you better than you do. He knows what's best for you better than you do. Okay? And, and you've got, but if you don't come to that place where you realize, and let me add this on top of it. God's path will always be the best one for you. Always. Now, if you don't trust him enough, then you're going to think his path isn't the best one. And when he says, go this way, you're going to think, oh, I don't like the look of that way. And you're going to push against it. You're going to rebel against it. You're going to fight against it. Because you think it's not the best one. You've got to, we've got to come to the place where we realize my father loves me so much. He will only put me on the best path for me. But it takes trust because it, because very often, let me say this, I'm jumping around, I'm jumping right ahead of myself. We'll just fill in the blanks as we go. You know, when God has a path for you and God leads you a path and he's speaking to you and he lays out a path for you, I want to tell you something that every time God lays out a path for you, the enemy will lay out an alternative. You've got to realize this. The enemy will always lay out an alternative path. And it's a choice. God will never force you onto his path. Never. I'll give you scriptures for this in a minute. He won't force you to take his path. He'll lead you. He'll prompt you. He'll guide you. And sometimes his leadings can become so quiet on the inside of us because we're not listening and other things are speaking louder. And if you're in a position where other things are speaking louder, 
the enemy's path becomes far easier to follow. The enemy will provide you with an alternative that looks appealing. Looks like it'll appeal to your desire. You know, when Jesus came to, I'm going to give you some scriptures. When Jesus came to the earth, Jesus came to get the kingdoms of this world, didn't he? He came to get the, to get the kingdoms back. As he steps out in ministry, the enemy comes to tempt him. And what does the enemy offer him? Bow down, I'll give you the kingdoms of the world. He offered him what he came for. Do you think that was tempting a desire inside of Jesus? Someone says, oh, Jesus wasn't tempted. Of course he was. He was tempted to do it. If he wasn't tempted, the whole, the, the whole New Testament's fake. Yeah. That was a real temptation. Yeah. And to be a real temptation, there had to be something inside of him that wanted that. Bible says he was tempted as in all things, as a we were. In other words, the kind of temptations he faced are the kind of temptations we face. So what does the enemy do? Look at his temptation. The enemy offered him an alternative route that played on his desires for what he wanted and what he came for. Would that route have gotten him there? No. But did the enemy make it easy? The enemy, all you got to do is bow down. It's not that hard. Now, the other route involved Jesus going to the cross, involved him suffering. <laughs> Didn't look, uh, Jesus knew that. He came here knowing what was, what was uh, you know, what, what he was getting into. But was it a far better path to take the Father's path? It was a far better way to take the Father's path. But, but when the enemy offered it, he offered an easy alternative that looked appealing to him in every way. Now, if you're just weighing up inside of yourself the paths in front of you and you pick without properly listening. Someone says, well, you know, I, I tried to listen to the Lord, but I couldn't get it, really get it. And You see, if, if you've been pushing away what God says to you, we saw this last week. What happens when, you, when, when God is trying to say something to you and you push away? You harden yourself to it. And you know that when you harden yourself to it, you contaminate your own hearing mechanism on the inside. You cloud it over and it becomes harder to hear and other things can become louder inside of you. Amen. And it, become, it can become a lot easier to take the wrong path, to, to make the wrong choice. Whew, jumping way ahead of myself, but, but you see what I'm saying? Let's go to Proverbs. <clears throat> Let's just look at Proverbs 4, and then I'm, I'm going to give you some scriptures for some of the things I've just been, been saying to you. But realize this, God's path's always the best path. There ain't no better path than the path he lays out in front of you. Don't go by what you see. Don't go by what it looks like. Go by what he is saying. And if you're struggling to hear what he's saying, or... It's too quiet and you're like, I don't know what God's saying. Then get yourself into a position where you can hear him. Yeah. And take time to properly distinguish, to be certain the path he's laying out before you. Don't say, well, I can't hear the Lord, so I'm just going to make my choice based upon what I want. Wrong path, ding dong, you're going the wrong way. Amen? Amen. That's what too many people are doing. This is why there's so few Christians really walking in God's best. Yeah. How about you? I want his best. Amen? Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yeah. Proverbs 4.18 says, But the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines ever brighter unto the perfect day. 
That, that, ever brighter sounds like it's getting better and better. Yeah. He's talking about a path, isn't he? The path of the just. Yeah. Okay. Notice this verse 19. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know what makes them stumble. Do you see two different paths? Mm -hmm. Someone said, I'm not wicked. No, I'm a Christian. I'm not wicked. Yeah. Oh, you, you can be Christian and yield to wickedness by listening to the wrong thing. Yeah. Amen. But the path of the just, it is the path he leads you on, and it's the best path. It might not look like the best, but you don't go by what you see or what you feel. You go to take a step of faith and trust in him to follow after the path that he is leading you on. Don't harden yourself to that leading because that's the guide. If you harden yourself to, your, to that leading of what he's saying and you push it away and you ignore it, you will cloud yourself on the inside. You'll become confused because you're in darkness. You're, on another, you're not listening to the light anymore and you're not sure now what he's saying, what he's not saying. And you, because you're pushing away what he's saying. And then what ends up happening is other voices begin to speak louder on the inside of you. And then you think, oh, that must be the Lord. And you follow that. I don't think we can't fall into this trap. I'm going to give you scripture. This is very, the Bible warns us about this over and over and over again. Yeah. And it, I'm going to show you scriptures in just a moment. Notice there in Proverbs 4, you see two paths, path of the just, the way of the wicked. Amen. Mm -hmm. Okay. You've got to believe God's path best. You've got to, you've got to settle on the inside of you. The path that God wants me on, the path that he is speaking to me about is best for me. Not the path that I think is best for me. Not the path that looks best for me. The path that he says and I trust him and I believe him. I'm going to walk by faith. I'm going to take a step of faith and believe him and yield to that. And he will get you to the place that you want to be. And you, you, you'll even find he'll give you many of the desires that you have. Okay. They're on that path. The enemy dangles an alternative. Let's, let's look at a, 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 a few scriptures on this. Let me give you some scriptures. Okay. So um, let me say this again. I'm being a bit repetitive here, but this is vital. When God's leading you, when God's speaking to you, the enemy will always, everyone say always. always. That's not half the time, always. always. The enemy will always present you alternative paths. An alternative, one or alternatives. He'll dangle another one in front of you. And if you just, you might think, well, that one looks easy. I'll just go with that one. Hmm. Dangerous place to be. Very often the enemy tries to offer you a shortcut, an easier route, a more appealing looking route. He, he plays on what it looks like, your desires, because those are the things that draw you onto it. Amen? Because he knows if you knew what was on that path, you wouldn't take it. So the wise person... See, Proverbs presents this to us. I'm going to show you this in a minute. We're going to show it to you in a few scriptures. One of the, a wise person recognizes there's multiple paths for me to take. I don't just mean the overall path of your life. I mean every decision you take, well, all the different things. This can be a daily thing, you know, as you're making decisions about, especially when God is leading you on things. Okay? Don't just see this as a one decision, the day I received Jesus, I got on the right path. Okay? See this as a, an ongoing thing where you can detour off the path. They're constant detours off the correct path uh, if you're not listening. They're constant options, possibilities to go left or right. Even if at one point you're on the right path, if you listen to the wrong thing, you can get right off it again. Amen? But a wise person recognizes there are multiple paths. Now, that doesn't mean God 
is offering you multiple alternatives. Here's part one. That's the one he says right there. The alternatives are the enemy's paths and whatever other source of paths. Okay, but a wise person recognizes there are multiple paths. So how do I know which one to follow? Do I go by what my desires? Do I go by what looks wonderful? Do I go by what appeals to my feelings? No, no, no. I go by the one that involves listening. Listening. That's why the wise listen. Amen. We've taught that in Proverbs. Now, let's, uh, let, let, let's see this in Scripture. Proverbs chapter 1. Proverbs 1. Are you with me on this? You've got to prioritize his path. Do you know that this is not taught enough in churches? It's not taught enough in Christians. It's not, it's not taught enough. So why we've got many Christians not getting to where they need to get to. We, we haven't properly taught people to take the time to hear him and get on the path that he is saying get on. That's why many people are going down the wrong path. And one of the reasons lots of things are not working in their life. Do you know this has an overflow? It affects being able to get answered prayer, receive your healing, receive your blessings, receive all kinds of things. This has an overflow. You see, I, I, I indicated this last time. It, it, very often in order to get on the wrong path, you have to resist, ignore or harden to, to what he's saying. And when you resist, ignore or harden to what he's saying and you end up on another path, then you wonder why your faith doesn't work. Why not? Faith comes by hearing. How can you hear when you're hardening to what he's saying? Now you're on another path saying, I want to hear, I want to hear, I want to hear from the Lord. You've hardened to it. You've got to clear that system first. You've got to, you've got to get back to a place of listening. Now very often he can put you back on the right path. He can help you. He'll show you. Amen. Let's anyway, Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8. Notice, I'm going to, I want you to notice more than one path in the scriptures we're about to look at. Because you need to understand this. The enemy will always, always give you an alternative path. When the Lord is, is leading you on a particular path. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 8 says, My son, hear the instruction of your father. We've read this in previous weeks, haven't we? So in verse, verse, Proverbs 1 8, you've got the instruction of your father. Okay? In other words, instruction, this is what my father is saying. Yeah? So he's speaking. My heavenly father specifically is what we, we're focusing on right now. Do not forsake the law of your mother, for they will be a graceful ornament on your head and, and, and chains about your neck. Verse 10, my son, if sinners entice you. Do you see the second path just arrived? You've got the instruction of my father. You're going to see this. He does this quite a few times in Proverbs. He says, listen to what the Lord's saying. And then a few verses later, he'll talk about another path, another route. Okay. My son, if sinners entice you, there's your second option. What is it to entice someone? Tempt. Tempt. Entice. Again, temptation and, entice and being enticed is going to work on something inside of you that, that wants that, isn't it? All right. If sinners entice you, do not consent. Verse 11, if they say, come with us. So you've got what my father says, and then you've got what some, some, someone, something else is saying. What's he showing you here? Multiple paths presenting themselves. There's the Lord's path. There's the other path. Do you see that? Let's go to Proverbs 4. Well, we, we, I read part of this. 
In fact, I've already read this one, but, but I'll point it out. We saw this again in Proverbs 4. I read this a bit earlier. Verse 10, my son, sorry, hear my son and receive my sayings and the years of your life will be many. I have taught you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in right paths. Yeah. So there's the, the path that he says. Verse 13, take firm hold of instruction. Do not let it go. Keep her for she is your life. Verse 14, do not enter the path of the wicked. There's your second path. Yeah. Do you see these scriptures keep showing there's a path. He's saying, oh, there's another path. Look at another one. If I can find it, because I just lost my place in my notes. I do this regularly when I'm touching my notes. <laughs> Proverbs, 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 bear with me. That was Proverbs 4. Proverbs 5. Proverbs 5. You got A wise person will wisen up to this. Wisen up to this. Not every option that presents itself in your life or comes before you that looks perfect and wonderful and great and plays on your desires is right. Yeah? The enemy presents alternatives. Proverbs chapter 5. My son... Pay attention to my wisdom. Do you see that? Notice how many times he starts off on this. Listen, pay attention, hear what I'm saying. Pay attention to my wisdom. Lend your ear to my understanding. We've seen this in the last few weeks. That, that you may preserve discretion and your lips may keep knowledge. Here comes the alternative path. For the lips of an immoral woman drip honey. How many times is he repeating this? Listen to what the Lord says, and immediately another path comes up as well. Now, if, if you read this at face value, it sounds like adultery or something like that. I'm not saying it doesn't refer to that, but think about it in, another, in a, just another angle for now. Because someone says, well, I'm a woman, so this doesn't apply to me. It applies to all of us. Okay? Think of this immoral woman here. He, you, you know how many times in Proverbs... Okay, I'm not saying you can't learn about adultery and temp temptation, sexual temptation from this, but think about this beyond that. Many times in Proverbs, he personifies things. Wisdom is personified. He talks about woman, uh, wisdom as a she. Yeah? Personified means to take something and to give it hu human qualities. So view this in both ways. I believe it's got both possibilities. One, yes, this can be teaching. And certainly as you read on through the next chapter, there are things about that. So I'm not saying it's not teaching about this to a man. But how many of you know this is more than just that? The lips of an immoral woman, he's using the woman, the feminine there, to, to show something that's tempting desire. And what does he say? The lips of an immoral woman do what? Drip honey. Sweet. Tastes good. Yummy. If it's yummy, that means your desires are going, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. What is this doing to your desires on the inside? Yeah. Now you've got his wisdom, and then you've got something appealing. It's looking good. See, two, see more than one choice. See more than one choice. The lips of an immoral woman drip honey and her mouth is smoother than oil. He's painting a beautiful picture here, isn't he? Looks good. Looks just what I want. Perfect for me. Perfect for my desires. Yeah, that, that's the root. <laughs> Verse 4, but in the end... Now, while her lips are dripping honey and her mouth is smoother than oil, do you see that end result? 
No, you don't. Remember, there is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof is the way of death. We've used this a few times. This is quite a core scripture in the book of Proverbs. If you get a hold of this, you'll really un it'll help you unlock some things in Proverbs. You've always got to realize, if you're just following the way that looks right, seems right, just, oh, looks that looks great, and you're not listening, and you, in fact, very often, you've got to push away and harden and, and dull yourself to listening. You cloud yourself over, and you give in to the desires for other things. You're going to go down the wrong path. And you know this, um, let me just add this, uh, I said this will stop your faith working, can hinder your faith. This, this can even stop the word of God working in your life. If you go to the parable of the sower, we're not going to go there right now. He talks about the word that's sown in four different types of ground. Three didn't produce. And one of those, he talks about the people hear the word, they get excited about the word. So what they do, they hear, they listen. But it says afterward, when persecution or temptation come, and then it also talks about desires for other things. So what happens? Other things begin to distract and capture the attention of that person above what God has said. So they begin listening to something else. Christianity is full of it. Yeah, true. Not just the world that falls in that one. Yeah. Every one of us can fall down this path. Yeah, yeah. And then what does he say to that person? He says, the, uh, it talks about the word becomes unfruitful. Is it possible if you listen to the wrong things, get distracted by the wrong things, and, and end up following after those wrong things because you're not properly listening, is it possible that you can shut down the effectiveness of the Word of God in your life? Believe me, you can. Is this serious? This is serious. This is so core to the Christian life, we're not taught it enough. It comes down to being a, being a listener. Don't, I said this last week and the week before, do not despise the importance and the, the central, central core importance of being a listener in your Christian life and being a pay attentioner. We, not, we don't talk to, this, to Christians enough about this and this is why many are struggling to get some things working in their lives because this, it's going wrong at the core position. Going wrong at the starting, which is the listening and the hearing stage of receiving. It's going wrong there. And then the rest of the cycle is not working properly because at the hearing stage, things are going wrong and the word is not producing, faith's not producing, and they're struggling to get some things. Amen? So verse 4, the end, in the end, she is bitter as wormwood. Verse 5, her feet go down to death, her steps lay hold of hell. Now someone says, oh, God will protect me from that. God won't let me. Ooh, well, well, how does God protect you? God will never force you to listen to his path. You choose. God, very often God's protection, I didn't originate this, but this is a good phrase. God's protection very often comes through his direction. And if you do not listen to his direction, you can bypass his protection. Oh, no matter what I listen to, God will just take care of me. He loves me. He, he loves you so much that he is directing you and speaking to you and saying that's the way. That's his love for you. He's pointing you on the right path. But you've got to listen. You've got to pay attention. Amen? It's true he loves you. It's true he'll protect you. 
I've said this before, but I'll say it again. When God, you know, with Joseph in the Bible, remember God gave uh, Pharaoh a dream about, uh, and he didn't understand the interpretation of it. Eventually, he found uh, Joseph, who was in prison, positioned just correctly uh, for where he needed to be at the right time. They, they get him out of prison, he interprets the dream. What does he say? Seven years of good and abundance coming. And uh, uh, if you save, you'll be ready for the seven difficult years afterwards. So we need to save. Don't, uh, now, what if, what, if, what if they thought to themselves, <laughs> forget about saving. We'll just trust God through the difficult period. But what we'll do is we'll export extra during the abundant period. See, what if, what if they didn't listen? What if they just came up with their way of doing it and didn't pay attention to what he was saying? How was God providing for and taking care of and protecting them and, and, and his plan ultimately to, to protect the children of Israel? Through that, through that difficult, it must have been pretty intense famine. It was through his direction. But if they didn't listen, and they just didn't follow another plan, because they thought this is a great ch chance to make loads of money with all the extra we're getting. And you know what? Don't worry about, oh, seven years. Come on, that's far away. What we'll just do is we'll just trust God through the seven difficult years. God will provide. God's provision was coming through his direction. His protection was coming through his direction. Amen? Very often in your life, this is, how he, this is how he operates. He loves you so much that he directs you. But if you push away his direction and go on another path, make a choice, things can go wrong. Amen? In fact, let's look at this bit of it. <sighs> Trying to look at the bits of my notes I haven't uh, covered here because I've been doing it all in different order. Go to Proverbs 1. I'm going to give you some, again, some scripture for something I've already said, but I want you to see this in the scripture. Okay. Proverbs 1, verse 20. If you, if you will spend time becoming a better listener, and you'll, if you'll put more time and attention into listening, it's possible to come to the place where you never miss it. And you never end up on the wrong path. Even with things you don't know. Someone says, well, I don't know the Bible very well. He'll, he'll help you with that. He'll help you with the bits you don't know if you listen. If you pay attention and prioritize listening and, 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 and following after what he directs, you can get to a stage where you never end up in the wrong path, the wrong place. Wouldn't that be good? Yeah. <laughs> The enemy, the enemy can, can, can set up a strategy to, to, to damage your life and cause problems for you. But if you listen, God might just say, take a left. And the enemy's right there. On, on, if you went right, the enemy was right there with a trap for you. And God, just at the, the enemy spent all this time setting up a trap for you because he knows you're going to go that way. And God says, just take a left right there. I'm not talking just about a physical. You go the other way. And suddenly the enemy's like, ah, foiled my plans. And all you did was listen. <laughs> Proverbs chapter 1, wisdom calls aloud outside. Or, 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 it's, not, it's not about the outside. The, the idea here is the availability of wisdom. Is wisdom trying to hide from you? Is wisdom trying to avoid you? No, no, no. Every, especially Christians, every believer can, can, can hear what the Lord's saying. I'm not, not talking about audible voices. 
Every one of us can, 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 can listen and capture what he's saying for us. Now, like I said, if you've hardened yourself and, and, and let clutter come on the inside, uh, then sometimes you might need to clear a bit of that clutter. We've used that phrase recently. To clarify, get back to a place where his, his, his leadings become clearer. Okay? But the availability of his leading is for all of us. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses at the openings of the gates in the city. She speaks her words. Do you believe that? Someone says, oh, I'm not a very wise person. No, no, take the scripture and say wisdom is speaking to me all the time. Wisdom speaks to me. I believe wisdom is speaking to me. I believe when I need wisdom... And when I recognize I lack it and I come to the Lord, I believe he'll give it to me and wisdom will, wisdom will show me the right way. Amen? And it will be the right way. It'll be the best way. So that was verse 20, 21. Notice verse uh, 20, or 24 talks about, verse 24 talks about he called and they refused. You see that? What are they doing? Refusing. Oh, that's pushing away. They're not listening, are they? Look at verse 29. Because they hated knowledge. Some say, oh, I love hearing the word. You can love hearing the word and still push away what he's saying to you on the inside. Amen? Now, uh, this is the phrase I wanted to get to. Because they hated knowledge and did not choose. Did not what? Choose. Does anyone's Bible say anything, slight, anything different to choose? Decide? Choose? And the original word there, I looked it up, does mean has got to do with a decision. They did not choose the fear of the Lord. What was the problem here? A choice. A decision. A choice. Wisdom spoke. They made a choice. They made a decision to listen to something else besides what the Lord was saying. And that choice, pushing away and choosing something else, can put you right on the wrong path. I don't going to go into all the details of what he's saying. But you've got to realize this. God will not force you. I had the Spirit of God say to me this week, he says, it's always a choice with God. It's always a choice. It's always a decision. Now, that doesn't mean he presents you with multiple options and say, you pick. No, he'll present you. He'll show you the one. He'll show you that's the path, but other options will present, and you've got to make a choice. Now, that choice has got to do with how much you, how much you believe that what he says, what he's leading, what he's directing is best for you, or whether you're just going to go with what looks good to your desires, or you're going to listen to something else. It's always a choice with God. This is so important to realize. Wise person understands this. I, and I'm being repetitive because I'm drumming some things in. Just because there's a choice doesn't mean God's giving you multiple choices. What it means is that there is the one God is leading you on and there are the others or other others. Amen? God won't, God, God won't force you. Let me phrase that correctly because I was talking funny. God won't force you. God won't force you. He won't make you. He won't, he won't get behind you and push you and, 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 and you kicking and screaming. No, I don't want to go. I don't want to go down that way. I don't want to go down that way. And he says, get down that way. I'm, no, that's an abusive father. He doesn't operate like that. Amen. He'll direct you. You will never end up on God's path by accident. You will never end up on God's path by force. 
You'll never end up just wake up one day and you stumble into his path and go, how do I get there? You will end up on God's path because you chose, you made a decision to listen, to pay attention. Now, I, I think most of that has gotten out what I wanted to say today, and I hope, I, I hope it's, uh, it's clear. But do you realize the importance of this? His path is the best path. But I have to choose his path. I have to choose, make a decision by listening and paying attention, not just to myself and what I want, but to what he is speaking and saying to me. And if what he is speaking to me has become dull on the inside and I can't distinguish it, then I need to recognize I'm not quite functioning in the light because there's clarity in the light. He says, he says, when you're in the darkness and you stumble around, okay? So I've got to get myself into a position where there's light and there's clarity and I know what he's saying. Amen? Amen. He's got our best interest. He does. You can trust God so much to the place where you realize he really does have my best interest in heart. He will never put you on a path that's, that's bad for you. He'll never put you on a path that's wrong for you. But again, just as part of the conclusion, let me repeat this. It doesn't necessarily mean it looks the best for you when he leads you on to it. This is key. Yeah. Because and this, is, this is why, you see, we walk by faith, not by sight. What's faith based upon? Faith comes by? Yeah. Faith comes by listening. To walk by faith, you must listen. And, you and not by what it looks like, not by what it's you're just uh, going by, by adding it all up together in your own head. And this, this, this really brings together a lot of what I've already said in the wisdom course. Wisdom course, as a Bible school teacher thinking, that's always a course with me, in, the, in this series. Whereas this brings together a lot of what I've been saying because, because you don't just go by what, by, by what it looks like. You don't just go by trying to add it all up in your own head and weigh it all up and throw up a quick prayer and say, oh, Lord, which one? Oh, I didn't really hear from him, so I'll pick. <laughs> Amen? Yeah. Wisdom takes the time. Anyway. And you've also got, it, it just, we'll close in prayer in just a minute, but, but one more thing just to remind you of and just to summarize, because I want to emphasize this, it needs to be, God's path is the best. The, enemy's, the enemy will always give you an alternative and it'll look appealing. It'll look wonderful, but it ain't. And if you're going by what you see, you're not walking by faith, it can be bad for you. Hallelujah. Father, we just want to worship you. Lord, we want your path. We want to listen. 